Hello, and welcome to the Paul Green Comedy Podcast Special Edition. I have another special guest with me. Thank you. So glad she is here. This is Sarah Williams, everybody. Sarah, thank you so much for being here. So I met Sarah. She actually came to an open mic of mine about a week ago. Yep. And then I was headlining, because I'm a big deal, <laughs> uh, at Vito's Restaurant on Saturday night. And then Sarah was one of the openers at the show, which was really, what are you laughing at? Because I got like half of my set was laughs. Half of your set was laughs? Yeah. That's really good. For the first couple shows it is. So I did like seven minutes. I think people laughed for probably four of it. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying that they laughed for half of the time, meaning there was just laughter nonstop. It was hit and miss. Got total of probably four laughs. Okay. So yeah, that was minutes of laughs. That's not good. No, (laughs) but I know that you're new to comedy, right? You're new to comedy, but here, here's what really impressed me is I didn't really get a chance to talk to you when I'm at the open mic, but then you show up at this show yeah. and I didn't know you were performing. I didn't actually know that you were the same comic who was at the open mic, but then I heard you talking to the, to the host with all of your credits and I'm going, wait, she's done. She's what? kind of a big deal, even though she sucks at comedy. She's a big deal, although she sucks at comedy, but you're brand new. Everybody sucks at comedy when they're brand new to it. And I keep trying. I mean, I keep putting myself out there. You know? So let's not focus on the comedy part. Okay. Let's I've focus- done a lot of other cool things. Yeah, let's focus on the cool things because here's the thing, and I, I was telling you this, I can recognize a dreamer. And again, this is a podcast by a dreamer for dreamers. And I can tell that you're a dreamer. Totally. And you've done incredible things. And comedy is a new dream that you're pursuing. But let's back it way up. Back it way up. And I want you to start at the beginning. I heard like Ninja. uh, American American Ninja Ninja Warrior. Warrior. So 2013, they had a casting call at the mall. For Man vs. Wild Bear Grills. It's where they go to find ninjas. Yeah. They're all hanging out at Orange Julius. But I started it with Bear Grills. And I had this like shark tooth necklace and a cheetah shirt. And I jump out and I do this roll. And I'm like, I would be so awesome on Man vs. Wild Bear Grills. <laughs> and the casting guys are like, no. No. But we think you'd be great on American Ninja Warrior. American Ninja Warrior. So you were obviously very athletic. Were you well, I was teaching kids parkour to like 400 kids a week because all these moms would give me money to teach their kids how to escape from criminals, but they would never give that to a teenage boy. Okay? Of course not. Of course not. So I'm at a CrossFit gym. We're running up walls. The kids are jumping down, doing rolls and stuff. So they're like, you'd be perfect for American Ninja Warrior. And then all the 12-year-old boys thought I was so cool because I made it on American Ninja Warrior. Okay. And how did that go? How did... I did as well as a Harlem Globetrotter. So I was, I made it to the fourth obstacle. Did somebody from the Washington Generals come out and block your shot? Here's the thing about that is you have to go at midnight. It's super dark. And they said everybody could probably pass this course if you had multiple chances to do it. Sure. So I only had one chance and it's totally dark and it's freezing my hand. And I had got my nails all done because I wanted to look good if I sucked. Uh, Of course. (laughs) When you're doing parkour, you got to have good nails. So I like leap to this triangle thing and it flips me over and my nails all break. So I pop up and they're like bleeding. Oh, wow. <laughs> but it was super fun. You know what? I actually, when I was living in LA, I was, uh, I got paid to be in the audience of American Ninja Warrior. And so I went to the set and it, true, it's like at midnight. Yeah. Because they want everything to be dark for the aesthetics. Yeah. And they, and they just set up this obstacle course. I think it was at Warner Brothers, if I remember right. It might have been. So ours was Baltimore, but they did Vegas and they have oh, LA, okay. but it was freaking cold. So after that, um, then we started goat yoga. The OGs. Now, I heard Greatest goat yoga. Greatest of all time. I heard goat yoga. 
And my mind, first of all, was picturing a bunch of goats and downward dog, which I thought was ironic. You don't teach the goats to do yoga. You don't teach the you goats. You train the humans. It's the only pet show that you're a part of. I Okay. Tell me about goat yoga. <laughs> Explain it to me and to help me understand how this all happened. All right. So I have paddleboard business, but nobody goes paddleboarding in the winter except for Canadians, right? Okay. And I'm like, I need a gig during the winter. Of course. So my friend had all these goats, and I was like, we should just do goat yoga. And it was totally a joke. But we invited like 10 people and we put it on Facebook and it must have been a really slow news day because all the news stations started picking it up. And then we had like 100 people coming for goat yoga and we would dress up the goats in costumes and I would teach yoga and I would be kind of funny. I'm like the eight. Wait, of what's yoga. going on here? You're, See where I don't hit the punchline? You're, you're I need glossing to punch over line. so much information as though all of this is normal. Oh yeah, there was goats and then we we're doing yoga and we dressed them up and then it was really famous. I'm going, start with, I'm still not past goat yoga. What is that? It's <laughs> so goats are super cute. <laughs> Noted. A dog would like you too much. You're just a fun obstacle for a goat. So goats naturally just want to climb on you. So yoga is a perfect activity for a goat. I mean, it's kind of a no brainer. Right. If it's a no brainer, how come I still have no idea what's going on? Goat yoga, goat yoga. <laughs> if you're really confused. So anyway, so we have like all these people coming, yep. hundreds of people coming to goat yoga. So, okay, so they show up at the yoga mats. And I'm, it, like, so funny. You are. You're hilarious, despite... Not at an open mic, but I... No laughs. At goat yoga, I'm actually kind of cool. She crushes it at the it, in front of goat yoga enthusiasts. I'm, like, the ringmaster in the circus. Nobody cares if I'm there, but you kind of need me to run the show. Yeah, you're like uh, Hugh Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. This really? is the greatest goat. <laughs> no, I go, welcome to the goatest show on earth. That's what I say, and I have a sequin jacket that I wear. You really have a sequin jacket? It's American. Okay, so people show up with yoga mats, and so as far as the human's concerned, this is a regular yoga class. It just so Super basic yoga. Super basic yoga. Yeah. It just so happens that there are loose goats. Oh, they're specially trained goats. So every pose that somebody does, the goat either goes under it or it goes over it. Our insurance is like Tiger King insurance. The goats will not eat you, but they might eat your stuff. You know what happened to Tiger King, right? I know. That's why I'm like, I got, I need a backup plan. <laughs> you need a backup plan, which is. But we've been in business eight years. Believe me, every eight month years. And we're it's like successful. Yeah, I'm like, sweet, it's still going because it's kind of. How often is there a goat yoga class? Uh, we do like three class public classes a week, and then we have a lot of corporate events. <laughs> How, what's a better way to bring the team together than goat yoga? <laughs> Actually, transport goats or do the teams come to you you don't go to them oh no we go to them you go to them yeah so you so i'm i'm pulling the trailer you saw my truck i have a big trailer full of goats yes. and two alpacas kip and napoleon are the alpacas they're slightly judgmental though they just Stupid they don't alpacas. do yoga they just stand there and judge you hey and then we have to like judge up. that ye be not judge not that ye be not judged alpacas that's all right those alpacas are getting judged harshly because they're judging. they're so cute though yeah they do weddings too so anyways <laughs> we go out got to these corporate events and we set up on the golf course and then they're getting a two for one they're getting their lawn mode and they're getting goat yoga and then people pay us a ton of money and they do goat yoga it's genius so so we have well that explains goat yoga i am a kind of it kind kind of of explains but then we keep getting on reality shows so every year we get on a reality show which one amazing race was the first one season 30 team goat yoga we're the best in our field literally because our field is pretty small wait so you did literally because it's a field you so you did amazing right are you getting my jokes yes yet? i got it but i 
you go too fast, and I'm trying to that's catch I, up. That's what I mess up on comedy because I go too fast too. You go too fast. You have to let people. You would think I'd be a yoga instructor. So. You're saying things that are very normal in your world, and so it just seems very casual, right? You're like, oh yeah, I do go yoga, and then when we do, and I, and I have to go. Wait a minute, my mind is not processing those two words. So, so Amazing Race season Amazing thirty, Race. yeah, thirty season thirty. So like 2018. That's been around for thirty years. It's like on season 35 now. Okay, but Amazing Race is when they like it was awesome. race across the whole country. Awesome. Right? The world. They, yeah. Okay, so your team, so your Goat Yoga. Team Goat Yoga, yeah. Team Goat Yoga. How yeah. many people was that? Two, you only have two. Don't, have you not watched Amazing Race? No. Teams of two. Everybody watching this is going to be like, who is he? Yeah, somebody who doesn't watch Amazing Race or Goat Yoga, evidently. So I know of Amazing Race, but yes, I've never yeah. watched an episode. I, I'm not actually a big fan of reality TV. So Okay, so this the rest of this interview, you're going to make fun of me because it's all reality shows. I am not going to make fun of you because I am not an alpaca. And I do not... You're not a judgmental alpaca. Not a judgmental. I am genuinely interested. Okay. You're the one who judged me for not knowing The Amazing Race. True. You're, I mean, you act like you're all Hollywood, but then project- you don't even know. Yes, yeah, reality TV is not Hollywood. Okay, that's the people who couldn't make it in Hollywood. There's two types of you're people. You're so right. There's but people who don't make it in Hollywood, those who end up on reality TV or those who end up moving back home to Phoenix. <laughs> and they're doing comedy in a strip mall. I do a comedy and- in a strip mall <laughs> in Gilbert. Okay. So let's catch up. So you and who else was in a My goat yoga partner. April. Goat yoga April. She's the one that owns the goats. So I don't actually have to take care of the goats. She's got all the goats. I'm just the comedic instructor. You are the comedic instructor yes. and she's the goat herder. This is the yes. perfect part. Goat whisperer. The goat whisperer. So the two of you were on Amazing Race. How'd you do? We weren't the first ones out, and that's all you need to know. And so don't make fun of me, because people, our why friends- Why going to make fun of you? So our friends always make fun of us. They're like, why do you guys keep getting on reality shows you don't do very well? Uh-huh. It is the most genius publicity stuff oh, ever. of course. Because, like, you get on our website, we'll get to America's Got Talent. But there's America's Got Talent right on our website. And we actually own GoatYoga.com. That costs a pretty penny to get Oh, that. I bet. I know. Okay. Some lady owned it that was just going to do greatest of all time. And so we got it. Goat yoga dot time yoga. Yep. Anybody can find. Oh, that's true. Yeah, because the goat, like Tom Brady in football. Okay, so tell us about America's Got Talent. They got a couple other reality shows in there, but here's what I noticed when I tell people they start getting annoyed by like the third reality show because I'm like, not at all annoyed. So tell me every single one. This is a long my, form podcast. You have no time frame. You need the watch time on your YouTube so we can monitor. Yes, I need to watch. Exactly. I need to get that watch time up. I want this interview to last about 1,500 hours. If we could do that, that's what you I You just want me to hang out with you at your uh, house. Of course. Of course. In your studio, I mean. Yeah, my With studio. your palm front. Is that a palm front? I don't know. It's a queen palm. All right. So PBS did this show called Startup, and okay. they highlighted women entrepreneurs. That was my favorite because it was like a 30-minute episode. And they came out and they were like, how much you guys make doing this? And then they were shocked how much we made. <laughs> so then that was one of their most popular episodes. And how's nobody stolen that? How's nobody gone? It's really hard to... So it's always April and I because we always do the show. So there's like it got on Shark Tank. And he's like, I just don't see how we scale this because... <laughs> Breed goats faster. <laughs> well, and like you could do... Res- we tried rescue goats, but they headbutt Wait, everybody. you are a shark tank too. Yeah, but they headbutt everybody. There's a lot. This is gonna, We're going to kill a lot, a whole hour here today. But um, you can't do rescue goats because they like headbutt the people in the class. Gotcha. So you have you to have, have nice breed. goats. Yeah. yeah. They're highly inbred goats. They all have one dad. His name's Jack, but he doesn't get to come to class. Because all he does is impregnate goats. It's a nature lesson. Whenever so, yeah. Jack, Jack, dude, just wily out there. Just 
People that don't like goats don't like male and He's just a ladies' goat man, I'll tell you. Just like, hey, but he, hello, ladies. Every time we leave, he's like, where's my harem going? Because all his ladies are leaving. Oh, well, I had it when my harem leaves. I, I can see that. I yeah. you have quite the harem. Yeah, so many. So many. So many ladies. I think you really underestimate how popular a... How popular comedians are. Comedian. Yes, yeah, that's not... Quite the harem that, you know, perhaps uh, the famous rappers might have, but I'm working or on it. Or the goat yogis. Or the goat yogis. Yeah, you you, you you probably have more women than I do, I bet. That's for sure. <laughs> but it's funny, whenever men come, they're like, they'll come up and they'll shake my hand. They'll be like, this is a genius idea. Yeah. Because they're counting everybody. Yeah. And they're they're doing the math. Yeah. So, and then we, we do it at a ranch. It's, it's called the John Vulcan Academy. It's an addiction rehab. Can you imagine coming out of rehab and you're like, what the heck's going on? <laughs> There's all these people doing like, wait a minute, am I yoga? Am I high? I thought, <laughs> I thought I gave up the drugs. There's something. And there's going like on. goats jumping on people. This is crazy. <laughs> all right, so let's see. So we, we, we got. Let me finish that thought. Yeah. So we do this at an addiction rehab facility. Okay. And so people rent out. There's like a rodeo across the way, and it's exactly opposite of us because we have like people with Teslas, and those are the diesels. Yeah. And then our goats are getting cuddled, and those goats get roped. Right. We actually bring a cow for cow cuddling, too. Her name's Maisie. But then the cows over there, they're lassoing them. They're probably so So jealous. it's like PETA people, rodeo people. Right. And the I cowboys are like, cow. I can't believe people are paying you for this. The cow who's getting a rope tied around his neck and he looks across the street and just sees a cow cuddling with With, women. like, hot women. Yeah, with hot women. He's like, how do, <laughs> how do I get the raw end of this deal? You're on the wrong side of the street, man. You're on the wrong side of baseline. <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> you're so funny, Paul. I'm so glad I came on a comedian podcast. That sounds sarcastic. Are you being sarcastic right no, now? This is so fun. Oh. That's also sounding sarcastic. Okay, where were we? So we got uh, we yeah. got startup people. Yeah, startup. Yeah. Then after that, Ozzy Osbourne came. That's probably one of the coolest things. Ozzy Osbourne just showed up and did yoga, or did so. And was it his reality TV show? Because yeah, Ozzy and Jack's World Detour episode four, and A and E was emailing us. They're like, we have this sweet father son duo that wants to come to goat yoga, and we're like, yeah, sure, whatever. We they didn't tell us who it was, so that was like six months in advance. And then it's getting down to like the week before, and they ha- keep emailing us, and they're having to sign all these NDAs, and they're like, by the way, it's Ozzy Osbourne and his son Jack. We're like, holy crap! And so then. <laughs> We're all of our friends that had suddenly never been to goat yoga are suddenly our best friends. Uh, like, can we come to the class? Because they wanted to meet Ozzy Osbourne. Of course. And Jack's wife ended up having a baby. And so Kelly came instead, which is good because she's way better at social media than Jack. <laughs> and they come in and Kelly's like so nice. Uh-huh. But she's like, I don't want all those other people there. So all our friends had to go hide. Oh, no way. And then they open the gate and all the goats run out. Uh-huh. And Ozzy's got Parkinson's, you know, so he walks really slow. But the stage crew, they're the ones that make him, like, more wild. They're like, what do you think of the effing goats, Ozzy? And he's like, they're cute. <laughs> so normally he's, like, kind of an introvert. And they right. talk to the whole ranch with all the addiction guys. And he's like, I've been sober 20 years. You guys are doing great. Oh, yeah. But we had him castrate a goat. It's just a rubber band. And I say that in class and all the guys are like, ah, it's not just a rubber band. <laughs> <laughs> And then, uh, but listen, and then it gets on the cover of Rolling Stone, Prince of Darkness does goat yoga. And then way in the back, it says in Arizona. In Arizona. Put us on the cover of Rolling Stone. Wow. Okay. I don't know. See? Pretty cool. So we've got 
American Ninja Warrior. We've got Amazing Race. Start We've up. got a startup. On PBS. On you can PBS. rent it on Amazon for $5. It's a really good episode. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, World, Ozzy and Jack's World Detour. Tour, uh, detour. Then, you know, I heard Shark Tank, but I understand that was jumping... Yeah, but that's yeah, that's a short one. So we're we're doing Shark Tank again with the alpacas for alpaca photo booths. So the ones that we're doing this year, because alpa- I think Hollywood's getting sick of us bringing the goats because uh, it's kind of a lot of work. So we're just going to bring the alpacas. Okay, then Nickelodeon's Unleashed. They are up against Judy Garland's parrot and a dog that rides a motorcycle. Two Las Vegas show acts, and they won. They got a SAG card for that. You didn't even know I was this famous. You saw me do a crappy set at a comedy I heard three credits that I went, there's something going on with this woman and she's a dreamer and I need to talk to her because there's more going on than her (laughs) stand-up. The stand-up is not going well. The stand-up needs a little work, but uh, I love that you're doing it, by the way. That's awesome. And and we're going to get to that. So I'm trying to catch up with you. So you had a Vegas act where you're showcasing your... So we just went out to LA, but they brought Judy Garland's parrot came and then a dog that rides a motorcycle. Those are two Las Vegas show acts. And so the goats and alpacas went up against them doing this 80s routine, and they won. What was the 80s routine? Everything is like a hot mess. <laughs> but people needs like Hollywood needs entertaining yeah. goats. And so we just go and we act like the dumb Gilbert farmers that know we have this super talented business. Little secret is showbiz. You can't have a bunch of talented people because people get annoyed. So you got to have something funny in between. To break up the talented acts. Maybe because I'm too talented. Probably too talented. I'm too talented. You're too vanilla, white, male comedian. That's bald. That was really hurtful. Obvious. (laughs) (laughs) You would tell me you're not editing this. No, I'm I'm posting this exactly as is. Um, Okay. So, uh, hang on. No, yeah, okay, you ready for the next? I'm ready for the Nickelodeon. Next one. Okay. So, the Nickelodeon. Yeah. And then one. So, you beat out a motorcycle riding dog and, and a, Judy Garland's parrot. Yeah. I would assume the late Judy Garland's parrot. Yeah. People just keep passing those things down. You, okay. They inherit them. You know? How old is that bird? It's got to be so old, but birds live till they're pretty old. Okay. So, we'll, I wonder if they just kind of replaced the parrot and said it was still yeah, Judy Garland's Judy parrot. Garland. It's just like those happen. Hollywood tours where they drive you through Beverly Hills and be like, oh, yeah, that's a makeup crap on Frank the way. Frank Sinatra used to live there. Oh, yeah, that's where a- he rented it once in the 70s yeah. for a party. Never or never been there ever. Okay. So America's Got Talent. You would think that would be a big claim to fame, but it's not. Well, so we had a whole bunch of stuff just to audition, mm-hmm. send in all these videos and do all these interviews and stuff. And then we get out there. And we had to take two trailers and drive through the night because it was August. And we had two alpacas and seven goats. We pull into the Hyatt and they're like, "Uh, you can't keep the animals here. Crap, what are we going to do? So we get on Facebook. We're like, we'll pay whatever. Will somebody please babysit our goats in California? We had no takers. And then we had this idea. We're like, does anyone need lawnmowers? And some like rich people in wine country of California were like, bring your goats out. That would be awesome. 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 And so we had to drive them an hour every day and set up the fencing. And then they had all their gardener people move the fencing so that it would, the goats would mow the lawn. Just mow. So for three days, we're in Pasadena, California. And they That's set- where I lived, by the way, was in Pasadena. I could totally see that. Little old lady from Pasadena. Why would you see that? Why You said I'm a straight white vanilla man. Why would you see from Pasadena? Pasadena? Because I could see you being the one that would hang out with the little old lady at the grocery store. Uh, that makes no sense. You look like a nice guy that would push your cart and oh, like helper. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know where you're going with that. 
No, I live. So- I live like two blocks from the Ice House in Pasadena, an iconic comedy club. By the way, that's pretty cool. Did you do a lot of sets? No. All right. Uh, <laughs> Ice House. I'm sorry to get into. I, I did a handful there, but um, so you're in Pasadena. And they Circus put some talent. grass outside for us. And, and it's freaking 90 degrees, and we're sitting with nine farm animals. That's it. And then every once in a while, they're like, come inside. We need to do a photo shoot. Oh, that's right. That's where they film America's Got Talent. Yeah. Is in, in the co- convention center. Yeah. That's where I saw Brian Regan, actually. I like him. Yeah. He's funny. And so uh, the alpacas had to, like, take elevators and go up and down stairs. It was really fun because, yeah. like, they recorded so much footage, but we only got an, a minute and 45 seconds of airtime, and half of it was Heidi and Sophia trying to steal the goats. They're trying to steal the That goats. was just what was funny to put on there. But we did so much filming. I'm like, I want all that footage. This is also funny. The alpacas wouldn't walk across the floor because it was black, so it looked like a hole. So we're pushing them like giant mops. It's on our Instagram if you want to watch it. And... <laughs> Then the PETA people on staff were like, you can't make the alpacas do anything. So the entire stage crew came out, taped down carpet for the drama llamas, and then they walked out on stage. But you know what it did, they did on stage the whole time? Just pooped. That's it. <laughs> well, what was the act? Okay, we brought a whole obstacle course. It's still in our classes if anybody wants to come. It's been through a few monsoons, so it's kind of beat up. But there's a teeter-totter. There's a ring of fire. There's things that they jump on. And they on. do it? Did they yeah, do it? two of them did. Two <laughs> and, then, of them did. and then four of them just ran around. And we brought our daughters, and the whole time they're Snapchatting, they're like, I'm on America's God Talent. <laughs> and their friends are like, I can't believe we're on America's God Talent. They were just cleaning up poop, though. Of course. <laughs> okay. Did you get the golden buzzer? <laughs> we got three yeses and one no from Howie. What, and how Howie didn't like it? What did he say? It's like, I just don't see how you guys would top this. We would totally bring in like a dance team. We could totally top like, it. We could have topped it out. But here's the revenge. So Howie is now a judge on David Letterman's Stupid Pet Tricks. So we're going to al- bring the alpacas on David Letterman's Stupid Pet Tricks with Howie. And he'll be like, what the hell? You guys are back. Want to hear my Howie Mandel story? Yes. So uh, Howie Mandel was being interviewed on the Steve Harvey show. And okay. one of the games that Steve Harvey played with Howie Mandel was guess the Hollywood impersonation. So they hired a bunch of people to come do impersonations. And I got hired to do a Sean Connery impersonation. Can I hear it? It was like, well, when I think about the industry, it didn't take advantage of me. I took advantage of the industry or something like that. It wasn't that good. Um, but anyway, so they air it and there was like 30 of us there. And so they filmed all of these different people doing impersonations. And I thought other people had much better impersonations and yeah. stuff. But then when they aired it, I was the first one. You got picked. I was got picked. And that's why. That's I, on your credits when you just stand up. I, said, I heard that. Steve Harvey show. So how. As Sean know, Connery. Howie Mandel goes, well, so I, they show the video of me doing the impersonation. He said, well, it's either somebody with a bad speech impediment or Sean Connery. So, so it was pretty close. Yeah. So Howie Mandel made fun of me. Do you do a lot of voices? Not really. Well, I do voices, but not like impersonations. I'm not like an impersonator. Can you do, um, like, what's Jim Carrey? Oh, right in that. That's pretty good. I feel like that's a go-to for comedians, though. Yeah. The first one. I mean, I can do accents and different, like, yeah. Pretty funny. I mean, you're probably, like, one of the funniest comedians of Phoenix. You say about that, you laugh, which makes me feel like you're being sarcastic again. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say all of Arizona. I'm not being sarcastic, straight-faced. See, if I look at you like this, it looks like I have a double chin. That's why I'm looking at the camera. Okay. So it, I'm going to make no comment about that because <laughs> anything that I so say you can't say anything. is the wrong thing to say. And that's where you'll get canceled. And that's when I'll get canceled. All right. So you're on America's Got Talent. You got three buzzers or three yeses. So does that mean you didn't get to advance? They said, we'll let you guys know. And we just anxiously awaited. And then they were like, we don't want you to come back. 
So then like a month ago, I don't know if I was supposed to say this. I don't know if I signed an NDA. So we'll, we'll see. Um, <laughs> Jersey Shore was in Tucson. Oh, yeah. Jersey Shore goes on vacation. They look great. A lot of work done, but they look great. <laughs> and they're like, hey, can you guys come down and do goat yoga? So, of course, horse for publicity. We drive down to Tucson with all the goats. We do goat yoga for Jersey Shore. And that was no, hilarious. They were so drunk. Yep. They were so drunk. It was awful. Yeah. They're like, goats are there's a poop on me. <laughs> but they're vegan goats. So they're our, vegan goats. Yeah. Because they only eat grass. Important. It's very important. This is basically my whole stand up routine. <laughs> That's probably why I didn't do very well. And every class, someone's like, what other animals are vegan? All the herbivores. City people. Yeah. Like uh, one of the everything that Yeah, everything that eats grass. Uh, veggie sources. Um, okay. That's most of them. Then I'm on local TV all the time. We can call Fox 10 and we can be like, hey, guess what we're doing? Corey McCluskey? Yeah. And honestly, I'm not saying there's a lot of fake news, but I'm on the news a lot and I just kind of make stuff up. <laughs> Wait. Well, what are you saying? Oh, like they're not bringing you on to do news commentary, right? No, like I have a rollerblade team, Asphalt Angels. I know. If you fall, it's your own asphalt. Oh my gosh! And you have a rollerblade team. This is what I'm saying. You just throw these little things out there, which to you just seems so casual. Right? That to me is like a whole other two-hour podcast. That's where I screw up on the comedy because you're like sarah you're taking me down this route and then you just detoured which is rollerblading funny because that's what a punchline is but if you the whole nother life too far like rollerblading doesn't really work with goats clearly you're in the dirt <laughs> i did make a great video with a goat pulling me on the roller okay like it was a rodeo goat what is this rollerblade team is it roller derby no those those are only super tough lesbians that do that <laughs> And I am not a super tough lesbian. It's a lot of middle-aged moms. You're a normally tough lesbian. No. It's like middle-aged moms that were used to be cool in the 90s, and now we're trying to rollerblade. Rollerblading. Wait, that's what your thing is? Yes, it's and, awesome. Well, what, I mean, but you said so we do years. parades, Okay. and then we do marathons. There's a marathon in Minnesota that we go to every year. And you just rollerblade for 26 miles? 26.2. Yeah, I know. Don't forget the point two because that's important. I and... I was a top rollerblade rep in Arizona two years ago. It's not that profitable of a business, though. And I think I sold sold a lot of skates, and I think 80% of the people are not using them. Of course. Sold the idea yeah, of being a skater. Like you know, but like I said, Cars. in my five-minute act that I did for you, <laughs> rollerblading gives you a nice butt. So I, it's good I can't confirm that. No, don't. Without getting in trouble with her husband. Trouble. Yep. <laughs> He will not watch this, though. Yeah. Well, okay. Uh, yeah, we're not going to dive into that. Uh, <laughs> My that, husband has not, never been to goat yoga. That's not what this podcast is for. I think that's the Dr. Phil podcast. You need to address you your kind of look like Dr. Phil, but... You are an idiot. How's that working out for you? Was that a good Dr. That Phil? pretty good. That was impromptu. I've never I don't think I've seen it since 2006. Yeah. That was well, I've good. never seen The Amazing Race, so we'll, we'll call it a draw. All right, we'll call it a draw. Uh, Monty Python. Good job. Did you get it? Yeah. You like Monty Python? All right. No. Only nerds like that. Case in point. <laughs> uh, well, at least I'm not a single, what is it, an, uh, a middle-aged mom rollerblader, I guess. Pretty cool. I've made it pretty cool. Yeah, oh, Asphalt uh, Angels. We did the Gilbert Days Parade. Okay, so anyways, I was telling you about fake news. So yeah. we auditioned for Disney, 
sent in a video with a very elaborate routine. Yeah. And then I was on the news and I'm like, we are going to be in the Disney parade. And they don't fact check anything. Right. Instead, we ended up in the Gilbert Days parade with a bunch of farm animals. Just go for Horses and asses. Yeah, I was, uh, I that produced this comedy special and I said, you know, I'm going to try to pitch this to Netflix. And I told that to the producer and somehow that turned into an advertisement. That filming, you're going to be on Netflix? Yeah, filming for Netflix. So then I had all of these people come after the shows like, hey, when is this going to be on Netflix? And I'm going like, I'm not going to say anything else. We'll have to wait. Yep. And, you know, we're talking to the producers. Uh, you know, we got we to gotta figure out. Just going to let you all think whatever you want, basically. Figure it out. Uh, hey, it could end up on Netflix. It's not not being produced. I Netflix. think it's like a million dollars and you can have a Netflix special. Like anybody can have a Netflix special with a million dollars. Oh, is that all it is? Yeah. So let's oh, do a GoFundMe and I will open for you well, on I'll Netflix. Just, I'll have you invest some of that goat yoga money. It seems like you're rolling in that. Like Cash cow. Literally. Cash goat. The cow is, is cuddling. It's it's not the cash cow. That's the cuddle <laughs> cow. That's where I'm not getting the twist. See, my automatic thing would be cash cow, but you're like cash goat. That's the part where I get lost on comedy. It's okay. You know, that's what the opening picks are for. Uh, kind of using this. Yeah, right. Yeah, your your workshop in here. Okay, so we've got, uh, let's see, what was the last one? Okay, so local news. Um, Asphalt Angels have a paddleboard business, but I'm kind of getting tired of that. In the summer, I do this class called Mermaid Fitness because it's very good for marketing. Uh -huh. And we put these boards in the pool and then we do all these mermaid exercises. And I have ladies wear like mermaid leggings. <laughs> But I have like three city contracts with that. And then I'm trying to sell them to all the cities. So that's, I, I got to write off the goat yoga money somehow. So that's, well, now you're like Netflix special. Yeah. Give me your money, Sarah. You, you can't let the IRS know how much money you're making on that. Yeah. American entrepreneurs make zero money. If you want to invest in a high risk. <laughs> Very high <laughs> risk. We have a sitcom about a life coach. Yeah, I got a sitcom or you can invest in my Netflix special. I will give you 100% of the profits. I just wanted to be on <laughs> that place. And I get to open. Yeah. With, you but you got to coach me through five. Minutes. I will. Tight. I need a tight if five. You give me a million dollars, produce a Netflix special. You can do as much time as you want. You already owe me so much for doing this podcast. Uh, <laughs> I think it was, I think this was mutual. I think this was mutual. <laughs> Even though I helped you put together these Ikea chairs. Oh yeah. Do you want to tell that story about how our podcast initially started? Or do you want me to tell the story? Uh, let's listen to your version. You can't get canceled. So, so go ahead. I bought new chairs about a week ago off of Amazon for this podcast. And I was really excited. And they were these kind of like cast iron. They were on, ground. go watch all of the other episodes of his podcast and you'll see. Yeah, for like about the past week. So Sarah comes in and she sits down and immediately falls through the chair. The fabric had ripped. Now, Sarah, despite she thinks that she has a double chin, is not at all heavy. It was not her fault. Clearly, the chair's fault. And From so Amazon. The, cha the chair is destroyed. Like, it's inoperable now. And so now I have one chair that looks one way. And so I'm like, we can't do this podcast. We need to go buy new chairs. And she has a truck. She's like, we'll take my truck. So we drove to Ikea. This has been a three-hour podcast. <laughs> bought these chairs for this podcast. So these ones. Let me show you. Look at that. Look at that. Brand new podcast. Cherish. Needed them to be under a hundred bucks. I did have better fashion ideas, just so. Yeah, the chairs that I wanted were like four hundred dollars, and I'm like, yeah. you got to start monetizing not this to get four hundred dollar chairs. Not until my Netflix special takes off. Then, dude, this could be big. You get enough subscribers. Oh, like so right now, like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Comment would help a lot too. Yes, I actually am growing in subscriptions every day. I'm gonna like. I haven't even subscribed yet. 
I don't even know what we're talking about. Um, okay, let's get back on track. So thank you for uh, helping me get new chairs and for breaking the old ones because I didn't actually like we're them gonna, much anyway. We're going to make this an hour long. I thought they were too big and a little too bulky. I like these. They're a little more concise. They're a little, they fit better in the space. The other ones, they were really just large and bulky. And then uh, I took, when we took both of them out, I looked at the fabric on the one that I was sitting on and it was clearly- It was going to break. It too. was going to break. Soon. I mean, I might have a concussion, but it's a good thing you didn't. Is that what you're acting this way, by the way? Is <laughs> I think I'm always like this. Okay. I, I wasn't sure. How am I acting? I don't know. Okay. Just like you. I mean, you only met me at Saturday, right? Well, yeah, I met you again a week ago at the open mic, and then you opened for me where I found out all of this interesting stuff about you. And that's when I knew you were a dreamer. I have a radar. You know, there's gaydar. I have dream dar. You're like, she looks ADD. Yeah, she looks ADD. <laughs> well, just because of the stuff. She looks not content. Right. <laughs> but there's a component of that. It's like you're doing all of these cool stuff. Like, it's not normal to, like, go out and do very no. highly public reality TV stuff, start businesses. You know, it's an adrenaline rush for me, for sure. Yeah, it's kind of like an addiction. So, tell me about. So, tell me about like what goes through your mind when you. I mean, like, well, like I don't plan anything. So I'm like, I really like rollerblades. I'm going to become a rollerblade rep. This is a funny story. So I call rollerblade. I'm like, hey, I have a paddleboard shop in Arizona. I want to become a rollerblade rep because I don't want to pay full price for the skates. So they assign me Dave, who's my rollerblade rep, and. Sorry, but rollerblades don't make a ton of money. And so I, Dave now wants to be my writer because he wants to write on Saturday Night Live. So he's been helping me write stuff. And then he critiques me, which is quite entertaining. And he even started saying, you need to start wearing these shirts from my joke website. So Who the heck is Dave? Dave's my rollerblade rep. All of these jobs have such a good story. A lot of comedians just hang out with other comedians and they don't really have any good stories. I have so many good stories. Yeah, I can tell. No comedian has just, type of stories. Just even our Ikea story. I tell my story every day. It's so boring. It's like, today I wrote and went to the open mic. That's all comedians do. I went to the open mic, I wrote, and then I went to a show, and then I had Denny's at 2 in the morning, and I'm depressed. That's like every, that's like 80% of every comedian story. So then you're going to be pissed about this, but I usually do like two trips to Tahiti a year, and I bring ladies on trips to Tahiti. Are they single ladies? Um, I'm like a safe bet for people because I'm married, but my husband doesn't like to travel. So people will send, they'll send their wives, but then also divorced ladies will come to. So it's mostly some divorced and some okay. married. I want to be on the next Tahiti trip if you invite dudes. Or maybe yeah. just tell me where it's going to be and I'll go by myself. That's a good idea. Show and be like, hey. I did have the idea to do millionaire matchmaker, but. Are you a millionaire? No, I would match women with millionaires. Oh. <laughs> but most of them are 60. And so then, like, my 40-year-old friends are going to have to go hook up with 60-year-old millionaires. Yeah. I don't know if they care that much. It's Might hard to make a million bougier life. It's actually not that hard well, nowadays. I mean, it, your li line of work is. That, it puts you on the 1%. 1% of people. Of the world. No, of America. One, oh, really? 1% 1 of Americans make $400,000 or more. So to make a million. But what if you just say. Of the 1%. If you save a million, does that still make you a millionaire? Yes. Also, I'm trying to do some real estate stuff because oh, yeah. I got to fly on a plane to San Diego, private plane. So I need to sell people on real estate. So that came up because <laughs> I was a CrossFit trainer and I like met all these people and I saw that one of my friends is doing CrossFit trainer, go yoga. And there's, we're in there's real estate, so many things, sales, but I don't want to sell real estate. I just want, I need to bring the high ticket money into the real estate deals and then I get a commission. 
but I get the bougie life while I'm doing that. I yeah. have to fly in the private jet, go to the fancy dinner. Just need to uh, schmo schmooze all of the all of the real estate investments. Pretty good. I like Jersey. schmoozing you right now. Oh, I'm so schmoozed. Okay. You think I'm schmoozed right now? No, probably not. You're not <laughs> schmoozed to do what? I'm keeping you longer than 30 minutes, right? Uh, 30 minutes is the minimum. I said oh, I talked okay. to Ezra, who was in the buried chair that you broke. Um, my back can tell. Yeah, right now your back can tell. I talked to him for an hour. Okay, so I've come up with more interesting questions. Well, why don't you come up with a more interesting life? <laughs> no. So let's talk about. Okay, so you want to do real estate. Uh, so just tell me about a little bit your philosophy on going for dreams in life, how you approach that, what you think about going for dreams, just like a little bit okay. of life philosophy. Oh, I have so much philosophy. Let's hear it. So um, probably like two years ago, I read Ego is the Enemy from Ryan Holiday. And I was like, a lot of stuff I won't do because I have an ego because I'm worried about what people think about stuff. So I actually put sticky notes all over my house and in my car, Ego is the Enemy. So anytime I think about so doing something, like say I'm going to do stand up and like, you're going to suck. What if nobody laughs at you? That's all my ego talking. So right. It's like, I'm not going to get better unless I go do it. Yeah. And so I'm always like, ego is the enemy. And then if I think about starting a business, their first thought is, what if I lose all my money? What if I do this? And it's like, no, you can do this. Kind of manifest it, you know. And then uh, I like Matthew McConaughey's book, Green Lights, where you just say yes. Just say yes to everything. Green light. And just see what happens. You got, oh, can you do that voice? And then I saw there, there, the mermaid. And I knew. I'm going to not look at you, and then you're going to be really hot when you do my. <laughs> so then he called me up and he said, Would you like to play Jake Brigands? And I said, If yes, I would. Oh, is that the clean one? Clean podcast? Well, it's on YouTube, so I try okay. to avoid cursing. Okay. Hopefully, you don't have to beep anything out. No, just most of the interview. <laughs> and I'm Mormon. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just, uh, yeah. Well, all the times you insult me, I'll bleep those out. Just kidding. Uh, yeah, we know you're... So, um, yeah, green light. I don't... Like, I think I'll just figure everything out. I just... I fans, I finally hired, like, a very good accountant because my life's crazy. I go for the ideas and then everything else kind of a mess. Yeah. And so he's like, oh, my gosh, this is a lot to organize. But I think the entrepreneurs are the idea people and they right. need people to keep everything else organized. So that's kind of... I like being the entrepreneur. Yeah, you need uh, my, my buddy Dan Rouse, who actually just texted me. He was going to be on the podcast. He was my first dream manager, by the way. Speaking of dreams, he says you need an uh, you need a visionary and an architect. So you need the person to have, have the idea and then need the person to figure out how to put it. Yeah, they can sit at a computer for hours and do everything. Hack it out. Um, so very cool. So yeah, uh, the ego. I love that, and I think about that a lot every time I post one of these episodes because you know because I like if nobody time. watches it, it's yeah. fine. Yeah. Like you're getting better every time. Yeah. Like okay, so who cares? Or if it's embarrassing, or if it's like okay, who cares? Like I'll survive. Most people are irrelevant, and that's if you can think that they're not doing what you're doing. So they're yeah. if they're going to criticize you, they're irrelevant. As Brene Brown says, she only takes criticism for people in the arena with her, not in the cheap seat. Because you went through life coaching, right? Oh no, or Tony Robbins. I did Tony Robbins. I also read a ton of Brene. I've I've read every self. I mean, not every. I've read so many self help books. We're middle age. We got to do that. Yeah. The second half of life is about living, and healing from the mistakes of the first. Half. All right, close your eyes. Who's this one? Get busy living. Or get busy dying. Is, did you do the right voice? I, yeah. I was trying. Is it Matthew McConaughey? No, 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 no. I first remember the time. I remember the first time I laid eyes on Andy Dufresne. Looked like a cool breeze would blow him over. I feel so bad that I don't know all these movies. Okay, well, someday. Who was it? 
I'm not going to tell you. Okay. It's just going to come to me someday. It's going to come to you someday. Get dizzy living or get dizzy dying. Andy Dufresne, who crawled through a pipe of stuff I can't imagine. I'm not, not very... You just make a stuff up. Well, I'm not verbatim. But mostly I just wanted to see my friend. <laughs> Nothing? You may not have seen it. If you're Mormon, you may not have seen this movie if, if you were being true to your religion because it was a rated R movie in the 90s. Naughty. Naughty. But now it's one of the most like famous Quoted. movies. Yeah. Maybe it's on TikTok. And people are Actually, on yeah, TikTok. clips of it do show up on That's my TikTok. That's what I a lot. need to be on TikTok. It's a very iconic movie and it'll show up in. in okay, there's going to be people watching this of the, of the 30 views that yeah. don't know what you're talking about. Well, so why don't you tell? Let, let, let's, it's about 15 here. Let's not. Uh, although I like that. That's very ambitious. I'm going to post this. Yeah, okay. And then we'll get up to 75. Oh, heck yeah. I love it. I love it. You're a dreamer. I'm a dreamer. We're going to make this. Going for big dreams. and I, I saw you headlining and then it said sold out at Vito's, even though that show sells out every week. Um, every uh, yeah, month, right? Anyways, thank you for making sure they know that it had nothing to do with me. But I, I just like putting those little I saw in there. You sell out JPs, though, too, and they usually have to give out free tickets. So that's pretty good that you can sell that out. And I was like, this famous comedian's having me on his podcast? That's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. And now that you're on it, you're like, this wasn't awesome at all. It was, I'm I having share. I know. I'm having a lot of fun. You got the lights, the fake wall. I love it. I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best to just... A plant like... A plant. Every podcast needs. Instead of in between two ferns, it's on either side of one fern. It's a palm. But whatever. Well, you just let the joke happen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Sarah. So let's wrap this up. So you're already out of questions. No, but I could do this forever. You're too much. I get that a lot. Yeah. And especially people say that to my husband. They're like, she's a lot. People love to say, oh, poor Eric. And I'm like, really? I'm the fun one. How about poor Sarah? How about poor Sarah? Sarah's amazing. Yes, she right? is. Yes, she is. Uh, and is an, as an, and is good at an amazing race, actually. It took me way too long to get to that joke. Like she's amazing, amazing race. Put it together. You're like, I got this in I my got head. This. I can do it. Um, so very cool. Okay, so, so my dream. Yes. What is your dream moving forward? Good thing you don't have an editor because this would be a lot to edit. Yeah. I would love to do. See, I think if I can do stand up decently, I don't have to be great. I don't have to have like a Netflix special. But then I can go in and do like corporate speaking and motivational speaking and yeah. stuff. That's kind of the dream. What would you motivate people? There's no dumb ideas. Okay. And um, don't worry about what people think, you know. But I got to find the good twist around it and the storytelling. I do love that, though. I mean, and I still struggle with that even now. Uh, just, oh, yeah, I don't want to go to the open mic because I don't know if this idea is flushed out. And I'm going to have to stand in front of the comedians. Nobody's going to laugh, you know. And it, it really is. It kills so many dreams on the vine because of the fear of what people think, which is all driven by ego. Right. And so a lot of the reason I started this podcast and why I do it every day is like, I'm going to put myself out there every freaking. And then it's going to get so much easier as you do. It. Yeah. And then if people watch it, great. People don't like it, great. If people want to criticize it, great. I think they'll watch your shorts and then they'll yeah, be like. Thank you. Wait. Yeah. Well, or, or my pants. <laughs> There's a twist. Okay. That's, uh, that's what a joke is. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't know. You wouldn't know if you're working on it. It's been a year of comedy lessons. Well, I love that. And yeah, so you want to go out there, do corporate speaking, public speaking, get better at stand-up comedy. And I love that message. Keep goat yoga in business. Keep goat yoga in It is business. the top 10 things to do in Arizona. Grand Canyon, goat yoga. Tell you more Grand Canyon jokes, but they're probably too deep for you. 
<laughs> nice old stand-up routine. Yeah, once people fall into those jokes, they never get out. You know what it's I mean? Dry humor. Just, just arduous. You're at a ranch. Everything's corny. Yeah. No, they're they're just so uh, just a big wonder. All those those jokes. Why I'm not killing it in the stand-up world. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm not killing it either. Despite what it may seem, I'm doing it. You do it okay. You have a few friends and a couple stand-up gigs. Few friends and a couple stand-up gigs. Actually, I just got booked today. Actually, I got a call from a booker who's going to give me a headlining spot in July. So there you go. Where at? Uh, it's. Randy Hausner, it's at Cornerstone Church. He does these. Oh, that's a big one. Yeah, it's like 400 seats. And he does like huge clean comedy shows. And so he had me do Stir Crazy and I did very well a couple of weeks ago. So he called me up and that's how it goes. You show up, you hone your craft, you do well. And then people go like, oh, I like him. I can. He's hilarious. On my show. Yeah. You are actually hilarious. Oh, thank you. Because I love your improv and I love your crowd work. And so are you. And you are incredibly charismatic on stage, incredibly charming. And the actual craft of stand-up takes a while. It's like playing the piano. Like, you can be very musical, but until you learn to train your fingers to do da-da-da-da-da, musicality takes you so far. But you are very charismatic. You're very charming. You're very naturally funny. And so you put a little bit of craft behind the writing and, and, and the jokes and the structure and all of that, you're going to be fine. I like the advice you gave me. You're like, get up there and create a persona on stage. Don't be Sarah. So I got to work on Be that. a personified version of Sarah. Uh, yeah. Which I don't know if that's like the extra housewife, the crazy entrepreneur, the high maintenance wife. The, or see, that's where the ADDs are. Be all of those things. And you get to discover that. that that's the fun part. Right. Discovering that. On open mics with nobody laughing. At open mics. <laughs> but the, yeah. But you know what? I don't care. It's kind of fun. Like I met you. I met a lot of cool people. There a lot of them are high, but I met a lot of cool people, and they're all super nice. You get a sure. lot of you get a lot of high people in. No one's been mean to me. Everyone's overly nice to me. Well, I am so glad that you came on and told us all of these crazy stories. And thank you so much for sharing your story and your insight. And good luck to you in your dreams. And I know that you'll be successful because you've been successful at everything. So I can come open for you sometimes. You, I'll tell you what. You give me that million dollars to fund my Netflix special. I don't think that's fair. Okay. Yes. Well, you already have open for me. You didn't know, though. You were like, Esther, uh, so you, no. want me to, you want me to choose you. That, yeah. You want be me like, to call you. I have this friend. She's cute and kind of funny. Cute and kind of funny. <laughs> I'll tell you, once you get cute and mostly funny, then I will call you to open for me. How's that? Okay. Six months. Six months? That's my timeline. You got to have a timeline. Okay. Yeah. Six months. Okay. That's totally reasonable. That's when I'm doing... Uh, the show in July. So and I maybe, could go to Cornerstone Church. So maybe by that then, would be cool. I might have enough influence with the producer to be like, hey, my friends are been working on it. That's motivation for me to really work on it. Too. There you go. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. This is Sarah Williams, everybody. What is your social media handle? How they can how they can find you? We know GoatYoga.com. Yeah, GoatYoga.com. And right now it's Desert Paddleboards. I'll just stick with that until I sell all those freaking paddleboards. <laughs> But Sarah Williams on Facebook. Too. Sarah Williams. Thank you so much. Yeah. And thank you all so much for tuning into the Paul Green Comedy Podcast. I love you all so much. And I will talk to you tomorrow. Love you all. Bamaste. Mamaste. Is, is that how goats do it? Yeah, I go. Salute the goat within. Bamaste. We'll see you, everybody. All righty.